Welcome back to the Food Trainers Podcast. I'm Lauren and I'm here with Kayleen. Hello, episode two. Episode two, season three. (laughs) So today we thought we'd have a little fun and run through some current nutrition trends or products that we've been getting questions about Mm -hmm. in all these months that we hadn't been (laughs) podcasting. Um, We're going to keep it brief as we always try to do and thought we'd revive uh, what used to be a blog feature, which is called YOSA, um, which stands for Yay or Step Away. So we're going to go through 10 trends and we'll give you whether they're a yay or a step away. (laughs) I love this concept, especially now because in one of my nutrition classes, nutrition classes, my masters, (laughs) we are actually have to do a fact versus fiction assignment, which is basically pick one of these topics and give the facts and give some of the fiction that's out there too. There's so much fiction (laughs) to choose from. And I think anytime a product increases in popularity, there are going to be people, let's face it, looking to cash in or creating, you know, sort of versions that aren't necessarily the mm-hmm. best. So we're going to try to give you some criteria to, to separate those out or brands that we like. Yeah, yeah. So our first trend is ACV gummies mm. or apple cider vinegar gummies. And full disclosure, we haven't tried these, um, but some people seem to like the taste. And who doesn't like a gummy? And there's a lot <laughs> of people asking us about this one. Yeah, and I think this company. Definitely has a lot of money behind it. I mean, it's, you know, sort of just... Goalie or... Goalie. Yeah, G-O-L-I. You know, sort of nothing. You know, we just looked at it objectively. But one shady thing is it is hard to find like a review that's not sponsored by the Mm -hmm. company. And I think a lot of their research was either using apple cider vinegar first, not necessarily a gummy, or it was researched by them. Yeah. Which, you know, isn't always... I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like apple cider vinegar in liquid mm-hmm. like, can improve blood sugar. It may reduce your weight. But in this form, a great site called Consumer Lab, they did a study basically... ACV as a liquid, not as a pill, may reduce the rise in blood sugar that occurs after eating. Mm-hmm. So one of the issues is the benefit. Is it the benefits of the liquid? Like, can that translate, translate. into a pill mm-hmm. or a gummy? Mm-hmm. And is it in actuality? Will the pills? They have actually dangerously high levels of acetic acid. Yeah, and there's again, something- there's more. I didn't mean to cut you off. There's more study mo- there's studies about ACV as a liquid and then there's study about pills gummies are a newer no concept so yeah. we're using pill as like a stand in for like can the benefits when you're putting ACV in something else translate really it was hard to yeah. find even if there it's the same type of thing that's in the gummy that is in the pill right like can you you know keep all that goodness of a probiotic mm-hmm. food when you make the leap to the gummy yeah. um, you know again unclear so yeah, I mean, I think, of course, people like the taste of these gummies more than a liquid. Um, that's not hard to understand. Um, but I don't even, you know, I don't even know if it's comparing apples to apples <laughs> or apple cider vinegar <laughs> to apple cider vinegar. Um, and even the company, again, I, I it's sort of a pet peeve of mine. They, they, they cited studies using the liquid. So it kind of goes yeah, against what they're absolutely. saying anyway. There's something called the mother, um, which is in kombucha. It's like that phlegm and in apple, unfiltered apple cider mm-hmm. vinegar. And it looks sort of like phlegm. Um, but that's where a lot of the goodness lies, you know, sort of in a lot of the nutrition too. Yeah. So again, like that was a question that we had, like is, is the mother in the gummy? <laughs> right, what are the benefits? Yeah. Um, and again, sometimes the gummy does work. You know, of course, we're not a, a not for taking every single, we're adults, n- every single vitamin in gummy form. <laughs> we have a magnesium gummy 
And so magnesium in a capsule versus magnesium in a gummy is pretty comparable. Mm -hmm. But when you have like a a lot, not a live, but like a, you know, fermented product, um, does that translate? So we're not, we're not convinced. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're going to say, don't ditch the real apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. but based on these findings with the pills and the gummies, maybe best to stay away. Yeah. And again, one of it's sometimes something is a, we're not, we don't think these are great. And sometimes it's dangerous, not with these gummies, no, you know, no legal letters, (laughs) but with the pills, Consumer Lab did find that some of them actually had dangerously high of acetic acid, which is, you know, sort of the active ingredient in vinegar. Mm -hmm. So these might not, but I think, you know, don't assume that an apple cider vinegar pill is as, is the same as the liquid. We know it doesn't taste delicious. We think ours is a little bit better. Or with the gummies, you might eat like 10 of them. Yeah, or 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and more more of something good is not necessarily good. I think mm-hmm. we, we've learned that you know recently a lot. Yeah. Okay, so second on the list is plant-based yogurt. So this is a sector that's exploding. You know, there are cashew yogurts and coconut yogurts and almond milk yogurts and many companies jumping on the trend. Um, but there is a big, the biggest difference, I think, with a plant-based yogurt versus a dairy yogurt is protein. So Siggy is a company we love a lot. Their full fat is, I think it's nine or 10 mm-hmm. grams of protein. A Faye plain full fat yogurt has, a, has 20 grams of protein, 14 in good culture, which is a, a full mm-hmm. fat dairy cottage cheese we like too. You drop down to like four and five in a lot of the coconut and cashew yeah, yogurt. which is interesting. So I guess like if you go plant-based with your yogurt, you would probably want to add toppings or that's what we would To suggest. compensate, yeah. Yeah, like I know cocoa chia, you can add that. Not a ton of protein, but there's at least two more grams that you can add on. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to do like a grain-free granola, some of them like Lark Ellen that we've had is five grams. So just to kind of balance it out, maybe bring it back up to that nine grams you would get in Siggy's. Right. And again, if you are just looking to not do dairy and aren't necessarily vegan, you could add in collagen, which mm-hmm. is not plant-based, or even a little bit of a plant-based protein yeah. powder um, to ump it up a little bit. So, I, you know, again, even though we're kind of giving you that information, you know, I would give these a yay mm. in terms of taste. I still think that, <laughs> um, you know, sort of that it's hard to argue with, you know, my white mustache yeah. yogurt. Um, but I think if you don't eat dairy and I get it, uh, we like coconut cult. We like cocoyo a little bit better than coyo. Cocoyo is in a glass jar mm-hmm. from the kombucha, the company that makes Synergy Kombucha. Lava is one we had in the office and yeah, we, we liked those good. a lot. So yeah, again, like go for it, add a little extra protein. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. And then number three, we have prebiotic. Mm. So I feel like there's an abundance of probiotic foods out there and a lot of information but there's an increasing number of products and information now about these prebiotics. Right. And to put it simply, these feed your probiotics. The they, prebiotics feed your probiotics. Yes. Yeah. The pre, I guess that makes sense, comes before. Right. <laughs> they nourish the good bacteria in your gut. Absolutely. And they're in a lot of like some of these more common than others, but like commonly eaten foods, mm. um, onions, garlic, asparagus, dandelion greens. Um, we love our dandelion greens. <laughs> Jicama, cacao, green, greenish bananas have something called resistant starch, mm-hmm. which is a prebiotic, and apples, which are in season now. And prebiotic fibers are non-digestible. 
and in, they're fermented in your colon into things called short chain fatty acids. There's one one in particular, butyrate, you hear a lot about in, yeah. in, in terms of its benefits. Which we actually have a new probiotic coming soon to the show. We don't know how soon. <laughs> <laughs> but this one has a, like a non-gas forming prebiotic, which we like looked into it, tested it, and mm-hmm. it seems like they have positive effects also on weight and cholesterol. Absolutely. So. And that's the thing with prebiotics is that they... the sort of early ones had the reputation as being like, you know, gas monsters. Mm -hmm. So we were hesitant, but we also got a lot of requests to include one in our probiotic supplements. So we're excited for that. We'll tell you its name um, when we (laughs) we get it in. So these are definitely a yay, but as we said, in high doses, they can cause some GI distress. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else that people should know about these? Yeah, I guess like you just mentioned in general, not so good if you have SIBO mm-hmm. or if you're someone who is FODMAP intolerant, mm-hmm. those types of foods. FODMAP, another trend <laughs> we could talk about, yeah. Or if you have IBS too. So basically, if your digestive system is already a little bit off, maybe you stay Hold off. Yeah. yeah, good good points. What's next? Next on the list, we have <laughs> oat milk, which is yep. my favorite. Mm. So people love oat milk, honestly, yeah. for the creaminess, the taste. I understand. I like creaminess. Non-dairy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's looking for the non-dairy milk. Yeah, and I, it can be higher in fiber than you know, sort of your other non-dairy milks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all that it also comes with higher carbs and higher calories. And as somebody who has issues with gluten, oats can have a similar protein that a protein that acts similarly to gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can can even if it's produced in a facility, you know, a gluten free facility, it's still the oats in themselves can be problematic. And many oat Oat milk brands have iffy ingredients. We've done a, a nut milk or alternative milk uh, newsletter. I, it always sticks in my head. Um, somebody who used to work in our office was like an early adopter of oat milk. She mm-hmm. was she was plant based, and she you know t- told the story how she did. I think she was making her own actually. She made her own everything, which was awesome. Um, but she made no changes to her diet except changing to oat milk, and was like addicted to oat milk and couldn't figure out why she was like gaining weight. I think oh, I think she traumatized me with that. <laughs> but I do think again because of the calorie and carb count if you're someone who's not trying to lose weight, you know, it, it might be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. It does um some preliminary research shows like oats that it can have beneficial effects on your LDL cholesterol. Mm-hmm. There is a company who you know sort of like appreciated me calling out some of the bad ingredients in a lot of oat milk <laughs> and is supposedly send me, sending me like the cleanest um you know best produced oat milk. Oh. So so stay tuned about that. But I think if you have a goal of weight loss or issues with gluten, I would you know sort of maybe go for a full fat coconut milk and like a BPA free can and companies that we love in the um nut milk category are Elmer's Malk and milkadamia. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a step away. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Again, like you could give it a yay if you want to, but it's our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so the next up, we have CBD. Mm. And if you listen to us or follow us, you definitely know we are pro CBD here mm-hmm. for anxiety, for sleep. Yeah, for and I think. Sleep. I think as the as especially as we're heading into um, depressing, dark, mm. cold winter, um, <laughs> there's been some uh, good research on CBD and seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. so it might be a good thing to test out. Also, 
topically for pain. Yeah. Um, my clients with like joint pain issues will say like, Lauren, like the CBD with THC is like a game changer. <laughs> so I'm just saying if you're somebody who has, you know, painful joints, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of like CBD in anything and everything. I think that gets tricky. Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of um, how much are you getting? Do you want to be getting it all day long? That kind of thing. If you're curious about K- uh, CBD, Katie Couric, did. It's not recent, um, but a great podcast. She had a researcher. She had, you know, an actress. She had Lord Jones, which mm-hmm. is one of the companies we like. And I just thought it was a great primer yeah, on, on CBD. Yeah. Um, the key with CBD is to look for the words broad spectrum or full spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm making like the quote sign in the office. <laughs> you not, can't see. Not that you can see that. What other specifics with CBD? What about brands? Brands that we like, we like Lord Jones, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. We like Wildflower. They mm. have a good tropical flavor if the yeah. flavors kind of get to you, the taste. And then we also like the Dusk, mm. which that one has some specifics in it that is formulated to help you sleep. Yes, it does help me sleep. <laughs> um, but not to be a CBD downer for a second, but just to caution to stay away or step away if you're on blood thinners. Yeah. And it also could intensify if you're taking sleep meds. Right. Intensify sounds good, but you don't want to like never (laughs) wake up. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And again, and sometimes CBD does help people taper off of sleep meds. Again, Mm -hmm. it's personal. Um, Really caution on a lot of like dietary additions and supplements if you're on blood thinners. Mm. Um, It really sort of comes up and and it's, you know, it's so dangerous. Nobody wants, you know, to sort of bleed out. Yeah. Um, So that's interaction. You you really should if you're um, taking taking one of those, consult with your doctor. So we're not fans, you know, of obviously if there's a contraindication with your mm-hmm. medications, not fans of like CBD sprinkled everywhere or sort of, you know, crappy forms, yeah. but, you know, sort of definitely would give it a yay. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know about CBD and coffee or whatever all day long, like you said. But yeah, I know. I, I'm always like, what What would that effect yeah. be? But if it makes you tired, I would say don't take it during the day. Definitely not the it. dusk during the day. Yeah, I'm like, no. good night. Some, you'll definitely read the instructions, but for the most part, probably take it at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yay, CBD. Yay, Step away from, CBD. <laughs> from lame you know, sources of it. <laughs> um, look for broad spectrum, full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so number six, who are breezing through these, is the sober curious movement. So we went back and forth whether, whether to include this one, we'll explain. I also, you know, even though this movement was gaining speed, I don't know how COVID, I don't know if people are less curious <laughs> now, <laughs> now with COVID. To explain it, if you're unfamiliar, it's really a space for those who may not have like cut and dry addictive issues with alcohol. And, and I've said for a long time, you know, I think there's a ton of people that, you know, for whom alcohol isn't an issue, meaning mm-hmm. they, you know, sort of, it, it's like just not even a question and they can't have it in their life, but it's not a non-issue. Yeah. You know, they have like difficulty cutting back or things of that nature. So I think it's important to have an option. To address that. Yeah. yeah. But just the name. I think it needs I know. a name. Yeah, it's really so preachy. And, you know, and again, like I'm personally like not interested in being sober, (laughs) Um, but I have, you know, but I, on the other hand, I do have to say that like recent research and particularly digging into the research in terms of alcohol and breast cancer, and of course the recent, you know, nutrition brouhaha, literally (laughs) um, listen to off the, off the ground podcast. Um, There's a couple of episodes that I was on. If, If you're unfamiliar with that, 
But it has made me really feel like, you know, even public guidelines of like a drink a week as healthy drinking for women and more for men, let alone like unlimited alcohol, hello, which is on, you know, (laughs) sort of some nutrition plans. And, you know, I I think again, it's, it's not just purely fun. Yeah. You like to do your mini cocktails too. Yeah. I was actually, I was actually laughing. This is one of our first times together and full disclosure, we do have a little bit of rosé. Um, <laughs> we've only had a few sips. Though. Yeah. So, so again, We're but sure. yeah, I, again, I like yeah, to tend to do little controlled portions <laughs> of cocktails and we aren't experts in sobriety, but you know, especially now just being serious, I think we need to like look at all our habits and where we can make inroads to improve them. Yeah. So is this a yay or a step away? I mean, I think a space for like looking at your relationship to alcohol is good. Mm-hmm. So yay. For that. Like step away from the name. <laughs> if you have ideas for like the new name. Yeah. Um, but kind yeah. Kind of like what we talked about last episode. You have to find out what works for you. Yeah. What works for you. And and again, just because it's not like a blatant you know, you're, you're getting an intervention or something like that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's not an issue there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Number seven, <laughs> let us talk about celery juice. Mm. <laughs> you just, I just had like a flash of celery tonic when I was younger, Dr. Brown's celery tonic. Um, can somebody, I would love like a healthy <laughs> version of that. I mean, Pilot Kombucha made a celery something flavor. I think I've had that actually. And they reformed and it was delicious and then they reformulated and it, and it wasn't, wasn't the same. I have to try, try it again. Got to try the celery tonic somehow. <laughs> um, so this was probably like more of like a 2019 yeah. trend. It was touted by the medical medium. And of course, Instagram helped, but we get a lot of questions about it. But there isn't really, I know you've dug into this, there isn't really a lot of research, right? Yeah, no. In terms of scientific studies, yes, but these testimonials are like convincing. I didn't, I said yes, I meant no, there's not a lot. No, there's not a lot. (laughs) Yes, the research is scant. Okay. And we are recording more than one podcast today. So (laughs) even though I did mention that there was a little, a few sips um, of a lovely rosé, that's not what's behind. I just got, yes. And I think it brings up a good point because, you know, yes, we you know, I was trained, you are being trained to like always go back to the research mm-hmm. and the sources, but there are trends that are either new or just without research. And some of them are, you know, dangerous, but for some things, you know, there just isn't yet a double blind placebo control, mm-hmm. you know, gold standard in research study. So it doesn't mean that something should automatically be dismissed, yeah. you know, especially with a food, it's difficult. Food research is difficult. So I think just there's not a lot of research isn't um, isn't sort of a good enough reason to dismiss something. So like, who is this not for or for? I feel like you're like the house authority on that. <laughs> yeah, safety first on this. And But from my research, it seemed like if you're prone to kidney stone, mm-hmm. like calcium oxalate buildup, then you probably shouldn't be drinking celery juice. Mm-hmm. And then it also contains something, uh, maybe you can help me say this chemical, the Coumarins. Right. Well, coumarin is, coumarin is, yeah. is, is, is like coumadin, yeah. you know, sort of in terms of uh, so, blood clotting. Yes, which could interfere with blood pressure and cholesterol and then any sort of anti-anxiety medication. So just be aware of that too. Okay, she said anti-anxiety meds. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, I think blood thinners is like one population and especially right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think anti-anxiety med- medications, everybody should heed that because I think a lot more people are on them with COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely an important point to make. 
um, just on the celery topic, there is um, not celery juice, but a great celery salad recipe that I love in the mm. Six Seasons cookbook, which is really an excellent cookbook. You know, just thinking about, um, you know, sort of celery, celery versus celery Mm -hmm. juice. So I think if you swear by celery juice, yay for you. And, you know, sort of it's fine. Nobody can argue with that. But if you also want to eat celery, you know, that's great too. (laughs) You know, I think like, I don't know, there's just something I think for me, even though I am somebody who juices with the medical medium talking about like, it contains undiscovered, you know, sort of sodium salts. I think mm. I think he had said it just kind of like pushes my BS detector yeah. a little bit. But then, like looking at the before and afters, especially for some reason, those like the eczema pics. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if I had terrible eczema, I might be sort of really downing this. I know. So I think again, for, except for the populations Kayleen mentioned, a yay. Mm-hmm. We would lean more yay. All right. So for number eight, then we have monk fruit and swerve sweeteners. Yeah. And I think keto has encouraged like a new slew of um, sugar-free products. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely generalizing, but I think this new batch is better than like the carcinogenic, you know, aspartames, Mm. you know, sort of of old. Yeah. Yeah. And we even have a popular liquid stevia that we have on our online shop. So we're definitely down with stevia here and there, right? Yeah, no, I think, you know, but even and even the sweeteners that we approve of, we always say that sweet begets sweet. Yeah. So if you sort of OD on even a healthy sweetener, less sweet in general is, is going to be less sweet in like with food and, and in life maybe <laughs> is our motto. Um, but there's definitely, I think monk fruit and swerve, which you brought up being used a lot, especially the swerve I see a lot in baking recipes. I'm not a baker, but yeah, yeah. the keto baking recipes. But yeah, monk fruit, the brand that we like is the Kanto, yeah. which is like it's in a red packet. Yeah, yeah, which comes from like melon fruit. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a fruit, a melon-like fruit, but I think for the some reason is, there's yeah. some, the monk fruit is, but I, I think it's like the fruit is not the part that's used mm-hmm. for the sweetener. I don't know. I don't know sort of the... <laughs> you know, genesis of that, but it definitely, you know, appears safe yeah, and healthy. Yeah, the research there, it appeared safe, healthy. I mean, Swerve is erythritol-based. Right, which is a sugar that, alcohol. Right? Yeah, the sugar alcohol. So monk fruit in general is like sweeter tasting than sugar. Like ounce for ounce or yeah, gram for gram yeah. or whatever, yeah. And then Swerve is less sweet, like taste-wise. So you can make your choice based on that. And then Swerve is derived from non-GMO corn. <laughs> so that's yeah. good. Well, that, <laughs> well, that good, is good that it's non-GMO. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, there were some studies out there and Swerve in super high doses had no carcinogenic effects, kind of like you were talking about in rodents. Right. And even in, in, the, in the studies where they test these sweeteners, they give like in rodents, which is a whole other, you know, mm-hmm. a sad topic, but they give them like a dose that's like a yeah. hundred times what, or that you would ever yeah. take. Yeah. But also there were studies showing that there were no like GI effects in humans, which was interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw that you found that um, in your notes. And I think that sugar alcohols, especially people that, you know, sort of had used them way back when. And and even now, if, you know, from like a flatulence standpoint, I would definitely sort of start small with anything, you know, sort of in that category. Mm-hmm. I think and agree with you that like safety wise, it's fine. And, you know, I've had it in like some like keto-ish products. I don't know. I think it's in, it might be in Lily's chocolate too. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a little bit of that, like, this isn't sugar the taste to me. Yeah, yeah. Like a little mouth something. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, we would give a yay to Monk and Swerve, but stay away from like using sweeteners in anything and everything. Yeah, definitely. 
Oh my goodness. We're getting there. Yes. Number nine. 10 topics is a lot. <laughs> I know, but we're we had to in- there. We had to include this one. This one, number nine is intermittent fasting. So we're going to have this season a whole episode um, and go into much more depth on this. Uh, so just we're just we had to put it on the yeah, list. Yeah. Like in general, there's a lot of impressive research out there mm-hmm. on intermittent fasting. <laughs> and spoiler alert, we're yay on this. But I think, again, the, I feel like I, I always bring the downside. Um, but I think pe- <laughs> people take this too far. And I think if you're not careful, this can leave you bingy. It can leave you not feeling mm-hmm. your best. There's many different versions, which we'll get yeah. to in that episode, You know, ways to employ intermittent fasting. And condensing the hours that you eat, sure, like we're for that. You know, sort of yeah. if, if you start eating at, 6 a.m., you want to try to finish your eating by 6 p.m. That's like our basic 12-hour rule. Mm -hmm. But we're not into like every other day fasting or one meal a day, um, for especially for women. But Mm -hmm. honestly, even for men too, when you condense your eating too much, I feel like you don't have enough opportunity to get all your nutrients in. Yeah, definitely. So yay for intermittent fasting, but like be smart about it. Definitely. Yeah, do the right way. And then last but not least, we have plant-based meats. Mm. <laughs> we should Maybe we should have ended on a high note. I mean, this is such a soaring sector. My son is like newly into watching stocks. Mm. Um, he's taking a gap year and doesn't have that much to do. <laughs> I guess there are worse things to do. True. But he came in yesterday and he's like, what? what's beyond meats? <laughs> um, so it's definitely, if it's like hitting him, it's, it, it's big. big yeah. yeah. And first, like we should say that we did a podcast uh, on the Game Changers movie. I think that was episode like 29. Right. So if you want more of our like general plant-based diet thoughts, you can go listen to that one. Yeah. And I think without singling out, you know, one or two brands, I will say that like just because something doesn't have meat doesn't mean that what they replace it with is healthy. Mm-hmm. We see You see that actually in a lot of sectors. Like just because something is BPA-free doesn't mean that the replacement is healthy. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a really confusing topic there. But many of the products in the big brands, they're laden with GMOs and they're really kind of, it's ironic to me in a way because they're like the opposite of natural. Mm-hmm. And here we are like sort of plant-based, like, you have the association is, yeah. that, that it's healthy. So we're ending with a stay away. We are. Plant-based meat. I mean, I think I would do like a good quality and there there are some really delicious ones out there of like a tempeh before Mm -hmm. I do, you know, sort of some of these bigger brands. So we could elaborate, but I just think, you know, it's the perfect note to end on because it's a giant trend and that still doesn't make it necessarily healthy in our eyes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like we do these episodes to inform listeners too, but we always learn so much when we're researching. I know it's good. It's good for us too. Um, and I think this was a fun one. It was inspired by a lot of your questions. So we're not going to do a Q&A today because mm-hmm. we just kind of did 10 of them. But um, keep the questions coming because that's how we know what what you're curious you're about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow us at Food Trainers and Shop Food Trainers on Instagram. And then as always, you can rate us, review us, <laughs> sign up for our newsletter. Yep, at foodtrainers.com. Yes, it goes out on Mondays usually. Yeah, now I totally want to sell right <laughs> I know. I need to learn more about these. You wouldn't have one now. I No, probably not. But <laughs> so delicious, especially, especially on a warm day. So thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Have a good week. Bye.